Welcome back to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today playing with me, we have Amr. Hi, I'm Amr. My pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Rahim, also they, them, and their familiar Benu, who goes by she, her pronouns, and they, them, actually. You can find me on Twitter at Amraz. And we have Megan. Hi, I'm Megan. My pronouns are she, her. I'll be playing Winnie, also she, her, and her familiar Frith, he, him. You can find me on Twitter at tabletop underscore Megan. And I'm Ray. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on Twitter at voices at and at Dark Dragons Inn. I'll be your host and game master. Today we'll be playing Familiars of Terror by Elizabeth Scheibredikon of Angry Hamster Publishing. So without further delay, let's get back into it. Cut back in. You are now following the green trail into the distance towards the Dinokin Valley. Uh, so whilst you're on this journey, what is one thing that uh, interrupts your travel? Hmm. I think that the whatever fuel that the bike actually uses we mm. run out of at one point and we are like faced with do we want to just walk the rest of the way or should we just try to f- scavenge where we are right now and see if there's any chance we can find fuel for this gotcha so what do you decide to do this either will work but... yeah I, th- I mean i think that Winnie's instinct would be to just try to scavenge because like yeah this is a cool find she's not giving up on it (laughs) i feel like maybe it's like a biomass bike i was about to suggest that uh so it's it's like um it can process uh either waste material or you could produce like churned up plant matter uh which hey you're surrounded by yeah um it's like, quick, take a minute and just grind some plants down, guys. Yeah, basically. Uh, so you guys get off the bike, uh, you folks get off the bike, and you start you know, foraging through the plants that this trail has left. And one thing you notice as you are doing so is that un- as you pull up some of the plants, um, you notice that the ground underneath, you're not seeing tracks, you're seeing drag marks. Mm. Uh, it's like the the even though it's probably sand, it's also well, I imagine where the plants are. It's dirt in a way because it's been um, enhanced by this stuff. Uh, the ground underneath is all compressed um, and shifted. Uh, something is large is definitely being dragged um, along this trail underneath where the plants are growing. Uh, this is not something fled and ran or walked this way Mm. uh so the more that you pay attention to this and you kind of piece together that this is probably not a trail into town where something that was growing these walked and left a plant trail behind them this is very much more this whatever was leaving this plant trail has been dragged away oh uh, probably unwillingly yeah but still leaving the trail it's probably still alive so at least there's that yeah 
And uh, that's that's an entirely optional thing that uh, certain familiars can do. It's not something that they would just do subconsciously. So certainly, indication that um, whatever is leaving this, uh, I wonder what it could be, uh, is indeed alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's probably not in a good situation, I would guess. No. <laughs> From the sounds of it. Um, yeah, so it takes you probably the best part of an hour to collect enough material and uh, grind it up in a form that you can actually put it into the system. Um, in fact, actually, I imagine <laughs> it's not a, a... You don't grind it up yourself. You're just gathering the material and then you're feeding it into it like a wood chipper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just in the back. It's just like... Um, but before long, the bike is, is humming uh, once more and you are off on your journey. Um, do you sort of have any discussion or reaction to the revelation uh, slash knowledge you've gained? I don't know if, at least for Raheem, there's like an explicit discussion, but I feel like at the very least a shared look of worry. Yeah, I think that it's like a shared look of worry and then like a little... The bike is faster now. A little faster on the gas pedal, yeah. Uh, and I think to go with that, my encounter is that we run into, because we're going over desert mostly, right? Uh, uh, yeah, you're going over desert alongside this long plant trail. I think yeah. we run into a like area of sand dunes where we could have detoured and went around. But given our newfound knowledge, uh, we just kind of drive through. And I'm sorry, Winnie, but your like new bike is going to get bumped up a little. Oh, that's okay. It's worth it. Yeah, so you uh, cover the peaks of the sand dunes and going down is way more fun yes. um but <laughs> the 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 worst part about these sand dunes is that being in the sidecar like obviously you inevitably just end up with clouds of sand in your face <laughs> it's just awful oh. um especially without like goggles or a face guard i think you you spend a good chunk of that blinded to the point where it's not fun going down the other side of the dune because you can't see any of it uh, um so i guess one thing that when you might not see if when he's blinded i feel like a lot of these dunes in this area are caused by uh creatures that can burrow like desert desert dwellers that can burrow or familiars that used to live here that can burrow and there's a couple of those that we spot like poking their heads out at various points uh, I think there is, um, I think you're close. I think the dunes here are caused by uh, a pod of whales yes. that uh, burrow through the desert. Um, and yeah, you. <laughs> I think that's it. As you crest one of the, um, the peaks, I think it's the very first one, you just get <laughs> as a giant um exhalation of sand is blown out in front of you and you both just blindly careen down the other side of the dune um because that's fun um i think it probably takes you a bit after that interaction to refind the trail because the dunes are so irregular and the path is so shifted around here that the plant trail does not stay consistent and it takes you getting to the other sides of the dune and driving. Um, <laughs> I think you're driving with Frith kind of pulling on um, 
Winnie's shoulder in one direction or another because obviously he has a very heightened sense of uh, taste and smell. Yeah. So he's he's been playing. He's like, where is the food? The plants are over there. <laughs> he's like, this way. Go over here for plants. Um, and so you you eventually find your way back to the plant trail. Uh, <clears throat> as you get closer and closer to Dinokin Valley, you actually begin to encounter. Um, just ordinary people going about their lives. Um, the thing about Inther is that there's a lot of... Due to the way the war ended up for them, because they sort of started out on the losing side, um, they were occupied by a lot of the other uh, countries for a while. And a lot of Inther is garbage dumps. Um, and I think... Before you reach Dinokin Valley, you uh, pass the trail does not go into uh, w- one especially large tip where um, you. I imagine Winnie's seen Dinokin before, but perhaps Raheem has not because they're not that common. Um, and there, there are Dinokin being worked in the garbage uh, tips. Um, Alongside their partners, of course. Um, but you see, like, uh, a Triceratops with its large um, front plates just shifting some old, broken down machinery. It's just shoving it into a pile. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you. Hmm. Uh, so you continue to follow this trail and. The trail eventually begins to lead into what appears to be like uh, an oasis. Mm. Um, there's a lot more greenery and there's trees. And these obviously are not new growths in any way. And you f- uh, you follow in through the trees. But as you get into the area, it seems like a lot of the trees have actually been cut back to create space. Mm. And you start finding buildings. Um, not particularly well put together, but they are buildings that have, um, slate tin roofs. Um, they are very industrial in intent. You can tell that these buildings have been built for specific, um, purpose. And it's not necessarily, they're not homes. They're not situations that have been, uh, buildings that have been set up for, um, comfort or, you know, pleasure. These are very function-fitting buildings. And you can see from the outskirts of this area that there is indeed a small lagoon here. Um, And next to, or leading into the lagoon, rather, I suppose, is one of the largest buildings in uh, the group. And you do see a few people moving around here. Um, though not many. What do you all do when you get to this completely inappropriately industrial area? I think Rahim is definitely filled with concern after how long we've been like following a like this dragged uh, familiar. So Rahim is going to walk up and like find an area where there's a lot of people. Uh so you're just going to walk into... So I'm just trying to think of a way to mm. uh, describe it clearly because I feel like 
if I describe it clearly, that probably wouldn't be what you do. Okay. <laughs> um, like, this is not a town in any way. Like, imagine walking into um, a retail park or, like, a not a retail park, but um, a warehouse district. Mm, okay. It's that sort of environment. Even, like, that's what the buildings feel like. They feel like a collection of warehouses. And even though they are situated within, effectively, an oasis um, and the largest building is uh leading you can see that there's a water outlet flowing um from it into the oasis um there are not like there are people moving around here but they're moving from building to building uh and on the outskirts of this area you do hear that there is one building in particular with a larger number of people in it um where's the grass trail we're following kind of seem to, to once you get into the oasis it's lost ah uh. um i'd say there are six smaller buildings and one large one which has uh water running through it and then out into the oasis lagoon in the middle um and the larger building in the middle of the oasis area is definitely occupied by a lot more people, and you can tell that even from a distance because there appears to be a lot of shouting coming from within. Rahim turns to Winnie. Shall we go in there? <sighs> yeah, I, I, I think so. There's something going on. I think Rahim is going to signal to Benu to fly in and uh, fly in like next to them so that they're not like flying above us, because like. I've been imagining Ben traveling wherever they want, wherever they wanted. She could go ahead, she could go behind, swing around, you know. Sure. I, I assumed your bike, uh, once you got to the Oasis, you sort of got out and abandoned it, and you're now on foot, purely because you're experienced seekers, and you're obviously approaching a hostile space. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> you ready? As ready as I'm gonna be. You? Raheem fiddles the like feather that's hanging around their neck uh yeah so are you what, what's your plan are you actually just gonna go straight over to the main building where there's a lot of people are you gonna try and explore some of the smaller buildings uh what's what's your plan here uh plan of approach i think for rahim at least their thought process is if there's a place where the most people are and an argument it's possible what we want is there or at the very least people would know what was going on mm-hmm. i don't know what we need uh, give me a wit poll for me, because I want to see yeah what you can sort of gauge about the situation. Nope. That's a queen. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. No, it could be an argument. Could be anything. Yeah. There's lots, lots of people. There's lots of raised voices. I don't know what's Winnie's thought process here. Uh, Winnie would probably be up for cautiously approaching the source of the noise. Okay. Um. In that case, uh, how well, you say you're cautiously approaching. Uh, so the warehouse, as you get close to it, is largely um, there's there's no windows on it because it's just a, a very hastily constructed building. Um, there appears to be a single entrance at the front. Um, and it's like a two door entrance, but there is someone outside on watch. They are uh, somewhat muscular, wearing, I guess you would consider it sort of a, a worker's outfit. They're wearing just hardened, um, not denim, but this world's equivalent of, and they have a bear familiar 
and the bear is just sitting on the other side of the door. So either side, one of them has a big beefy, uh, big beefy person. The other side is a bear, and they're just sitting. Well, not sitting, but they're standing at attention and uh, doing whatever it is bouncers do on their spare time, I guess. <laughs> so is the noise inside not loud enough for us to, like, pick out anything, or can we... Um, go ahead and give me an awareness. That's a four. Nice. It's not loud enough that you can distinguish anything, but that's because there are so many voices. Um... This doesn't sound like a group of people arguing. It sounds like a crowd. And the crowd is variously yelling or cheering. Um, I think at most the things that you catch are probably things like, Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnie's just going to confidently walk up to the door. Uh, also, lines and fails, guys. Just in case, remember, they still exist. Uh, yeah. You're welcome to Im- mm-hmm. impose them. Um, but I, I do not intend on getting particularly graphic, uh, but it's probably not going to be too nice in there. Um, but yes, you approach the door, and uh, the bouncer just grunts. What are you doing here? Davin messaged me, said to come in, said it was not was a night not to miss. That's nice. Don't know, Davin. Where's your ticket? I didn't get a ticket. Davin said he'd let me in. He sort of looks unconvinced. Uh, give me a charisma question mark. Is that a sca- stat? A charm. It's a, yeah. a charm. Charm. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a charm. Um, I'm going to use my trickster, uh, plus one to fool someone. Nice. So that makes that. What's even. your? Okay. Heck nice. yeah. you're lucky because i was like i was considering giving you a minus one um purely because of the difficulty of this but he's just like what's who's davin what's he look like davin big guy pretty muscular he probably hasn't shaved in god's uh three years but it still somehow looks scraggly you know patchy beard he turns to his bear. He's like, Lupo, you remember anyone like that? <sighs> Scratches his chin three times. Seems legit. Go on, them. Hurry up. Thank you. You tell that, you tell Davin to bring your ticket out to me in the next five minutes, or I'm coming after you. Yeah, of course. It's on him. All right. And he turns. Uh, what did Raheem do when. When he started striding forwards, did Raheem follow, or...? I think Raheem is gonna try to, like, sneak in, or, like, not sneak in, just, like, shuffle in right behind Winnie, see if Bouncer says anything. <laughs> I feel like there's a check there. What, what, what are you gonna roll? Because you've also got Bennu, like, yeah. flying ahead of you. Bennu is not small. Yeah. Uh. Oh, man. I'm like... <laughs> oh... You know what? So I think I think I don't think there is a well, I think we especially with Benu we get spotted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Benu uh so so what does what does the bouncer say when he when he sees us? Uh I guess it depends what you're trying to do. I think we we were literally just like I was trying to do like Try and scooch. I'm with her. Yeah. Uh I think in that case, uh he's just gonna stick one big arm out, palm facing you, fingers spread wide, and just stick it. 
And then the bear on the other side of the door is also doing the same. Just ah, and I turn and go. She's my ticket. Benu uh is going to just like dead stare at the bouncer, and I might use my undead ability. Uh, okay. Uh, so how does that work? What is your yeah? So once per day, uh, it can summon its undead power to intimidate an enemy. On a successful charm check, the person or animal flees. Uh, as their as you're familiar from your familiar as their eyes glow bright with an undead flame. Sure. Uh, I am going to add a minus one to this because there's definitely been people who've tried to frighten this guy before. That's fair. That's very fair. And also, he has a deep connection with his familiar, who is a bear. That is understandable. Uh, but by all means, let's give this a shot. Come on. What's Spanish charm? Uh, it was a 10, so the jack does not succeed. Ah, okay. Uh, I don't know that he notices that you're trying to intimidate him, but you say, she's my ticket. Yeah. And then he goes, huh, she's an entrant. You need to use the other door at the back. Uh, so I think before, like, there's, there's a real quick exchange where Rahim looks to Benu to make sure Benu is okay with, like, playing along with this. And I don't think that Benu fully understands, mm. like, Benu is not necessarily aware of what's happening here. Fair. But, like, Benu just flared her undead eyes and the guy was just like, oh. You're you're one of them, right? <laughs> and I think Benu's actually kind of flustered right now. Benu's like, "This is this is not what? Who yeah. does this guy? <laughs> who, who does he think he is? Who does he think he is? Yeah. <laughs> does he not know what I am? Yeah. Um. So yeah, the guy's just like, yeah, you need to not the back. He says you need to use the entrance around the side. Okay. Uh so I move off with Benu, and then I'm just gonna stop and turn. And as you're moving away, he's like, and you're late, get a move on. So I'm going to, like, stop around the corner and turn to Benu. Uh, okay, buddy. <sighs> they, there's two ways we can get in. We can go in pretending that you're an entrant in in what I'm assuming is a fight ring. and Or you can try to set something on fire, cause a distraction, and we can sneak in. <laughs> Choice is yours. What, 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 what is Benu's go-to here? I'm trying to figure out, like... Because if, if you tell me what you think Benu would want to do, I can describe how they communicate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting, because, like, I think Benu would be horrified at the concept of a fight ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would be a way to get in. Uh, so I think Benu would, like, try be okay with it as long as uh, I, she got me to promise that, like, I would try to like get her out before any actual fighting happened i do well obviously you can't communicate that in any right. way so once you lay out the option i i think when you say it's a fight ring benu recoils yeah and then like you talk about setting things on fire and there's a moment of pause and benu lowers does the thing that her herons do where the neck lowers into the body yeah and then uh, the head is protruded in front, mm -hmm. but then she stands her body upright with her neck shrugged in, and her wings flare out so that her body just elongates, and yeah. she just 
does the thing that birds do where they grow in size. Yeah. And she looks kind of like a giant intimidating person with a neck, like the beak. Uh, and she just lets out a long exhalation of uh, fury. Um, not necessarily, like, it's not directed at you. Right. But perhaps just at the fact that this even exists. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the, the she begins to strut. So <laughs> she stays in that position and s- just starts strutting um, uh, with with purpose. That's my girl. And I will promise you that the only fighting that will be done is to get any of the creatures that don't want to be there out. Um, yeah, so you make your way towards the back and uh, there's a really thin guy with a mouse familiar who's sitting on his shoulder and the mouse is um, counting cry. Uh, it's just sitting on his shoulder and flicking through a, a, a batch of notes, basically. Uh, and the guy looks up, he's like, Hey, you're late. You here to uh, take part? Uh, Rahim just scoffs and looks at Benru, who is still like posing intimidatingly. And it's like, well, hurry up. The boss doesn't like it when we let people in, but we're a bit short today. So come on, get in. Hurry up. Uh, and he, he ushers you inside. We will cut back to Winnie. Do you find yourself in a shadowed corridor? Um, you. There is only one door. It's on the other end of the corridor you're walking down. You see Raheem try to get in behind you, and then the door is closed. And some very stark lighting switches on as uh, you start walking down the hall. Uh, and of course, Frith is riding your shoulder. Um, for the record, that would be really uncomfortable, because takus are not small. For the record, one of my shoulders is gigantically beefy, and the other... (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe Frith, like, switches between them, just to keep you even. He's also (laughs) undead, and... Yeah, there is that. And it's it's, it's only sometimes on this realm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, look, I know we we haven't mentioned it, but, like, Winnie Big... (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, like, by the way, I thought she was really scrappy, and by that I meant, uh... She's stacked. She looks at a scrap metal factory. What's going through your head? Or, you know, do you try and contact Raheem to work out what's going on, what he's doing? Yeah, that's one thing I was thinking of doing. So, she... She's getting, like, palms are getting a little sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. I was trying so hard not to go... I was literally gonna say, like, her knees are kind of shaking, and then I was like, no, stop. <sighs> <laughs> so she's she's just like obviously getting a little nervous so she like slows her steps starts taking a breath uh, like gives a little squeeze to one of uh, Frisk's paws and then is gonna pull out her like communicator basically and call up Rahim so I'm imagining Rahim's not in a situation where like they can answer a call uh, it's up to you, you it, this could be because obviously like this was just after she went inside, so it's possible that, like... Oh, yeah, I could still be outside. Uh, so I think as, like... I think this happens right after Benu preens and poses to be intimidating. Yeah, yeah to, to agree that you uh, that she'll go along with it. Uh, hey! Hey, Winnie? Hey, are, are you okay? Um, what's going on? Uh, yeah, change of plans. Benu and I are going in through the back. Like, breaking in? 
Uh, like her voice gets lower. No, uh, Benu has agreed to pretend to be an entrant. Uh, um, excuse? Uh, yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I'm scared for her too. Uh, and like, Raheem's voice lowers when they say that because they don't want to worry her. But she'll be okay. We we won't actually fight anyone except maybe the people doing this. I mean, do you have that? Uh, are, are you sure you can, can control that? You sure that that won't just, you know, be thrown in? She won't just be, like, thrown into a ring? I don't know, but we need to help. All the creatures in here have no choice, and we do. Yeah. We have a choice to do the right thing and to help them, and... Yeah, I'll... I'll... We have to take it. Okay, I'm going to get in there. Um, I'll get a look around, and I'll keep an eye out for you guys so that I can, I don't know, have Frisk jump in if... If you need something. Okay, uh, I might not be able to answer a phone, so just text me with what it looks like from your side, if anything I need to know. Uh, yeah, 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 I can do that. Good luck. Stay safe yourself. Hey, you you guys, stay safe. I think, I think everyone else should be afraid of Bennu. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be. Alright, uh, you get going. Hey, hey, uh, Winnie? Yeah? You're a good person. No, you... Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> she hangs up. Uh, so you at that then step through the door, and the noise is immediately overwhelming. It's uh, lots and lots of adults um, shouting and cheering and jeering and so on and so forth. Um, you as soon as you step through the door, you bump into someone, and uh, the person you bump into looks kind of uncomfortable. They have, like, a beer, and they apologize and sort of mill off into the crowd. Um, you do find yourself just in an overwhelming... The kind of... Um, <laughs> when you walk into a club, yeah. and it's hopping, except it's not fun, and there's no music, and it's just lots and lots of people yelling. Um, it's that kind of, oh, my friend's over there, excuse me, uh... Sorry, uh, like there's just people pressed against each other, and they're all trying to push towards the center of this room quite openly, um, to get a better view or to get a better seat or whatever. Um, as you walk into the room, you can see along the wall that there are a number of photographs, and there's like a champion's wall, mm -hmm. um, of people and uh, their familiars. And there's one that's with um, a guy, and he is just with this huge black bear familiar. And there's another with a young-looking woman with a a, uh, a snake wrapped around her arm. And you go through them, and I think after like the third one, or possibly sooner, they probably just become uncomfortable to look at because as soon as you look at the first one, you notice immediately that this is a photo that was taken post-fight pretty much immediately. And this familiar is, whilst standing there looking stoic, um, has quite clearly not been in a positive situation. They are grievously injured. Um, the person attached to that familiar doesn't seem concerned. They look quite pleased. Yeah. Winnie honestly probably just looks at the black bear one and is done looking at them. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I think uh, it's it's readily apparent what this place is um, pretty much immediately. 
and uh, you you are pushing your way through. What once you've seen this picture, what do you do? She's going to just turn, basically, just immediately put her back to that wall of photos, and then like shake herself up, like shake a little bit, just like all right, get herself like ready, and then <laughs> just like walks up to someone who doesn't seem to be talking to anyone, just like, oh man, hey, I'm late. Oh, who's up now? Yeah, uh, well, the main event's about to start uh, any moment now, I think. Uh, <sighs> and as you say that, you do hear over the speakers, And now for the main event! And the crowd just goes silent. And uh, the overhead speaker says, You have never seen anything like this before. Challenges! Place your bets! Three on one! A battle for the ages! Uh, and... There's people start stomping their feet and like it's the typical just bloodlust awful people. <laughs> um and there's a few announcers, like he, he announces off some um challenger names as people put themselves in the ring, and you get the sense that it's not even like people pay to take part in this. There are three people taking part in whatever this fight is going to be. Um, you can't see them uh, from where you are, but their names are called out. And uh, people cheer and applaud appropriately. And then it is a cage is lowered from the ceiling as... It's lowered into the pit, and you can see this from where you are. Uh, and it is a silent but very large blue goose. Uh, long, tapered horns. She doesn't look injured, but she doesn't look distressed. She just looks silent and prepared as the cage is lowered into the pit from above. And the announcer's given her some ridiculous name and is reeling off a list of things that she's done and you know carnage she's caused or whatever um he's he's the the, the announcer is doing their best to hype up this crowd for whatever is about to happen i guess do i see like how many bouncers and like guard type security people do i see around the room i think Inside here, you probably don't see much in the way of security because it's the kind. Of, so, um, you are in a room. Uh, you're in like the auditorium section above the arena, so uh, there isn't. It's it's probably not a huge drop, <laughs> but it's enough that like a seven foot tall creature couldn't easily, like, accidentally hit one of the crowd. It's like it's like a bear baiting ring. Yeah, basically. Uh, but there's no, there's not security because the punters want to be able to see over the ring. All right. And obviously, all of these people also have familiars, so this is way more chaotic than a club at night. Um, but yeah, this is also probably like seems a pretty exclusive place. So like, they don't need to be worried about what we're about to do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, that's the thing is I think the security is pretty lax because it's the kind of thing where this is at an oasis in the middle of a desert and there's like one guy on the door who's there to check your ticket like um 
the likelihood is that if you're here, you're probably meant to be, and you're probably not here to cause a problem. Um, you imagine probably security would mostly be for like disgruntled contestants rather than <clears throat> paying patrons. Yeah. Um, before you take any further action, though, we'll cut over to. Um, whew, I think I need a minute myself. I hate this <laughs> with a fiery burning passion. Yeah. I'm ready to. I'm ready to burn it down. Yeah. Um. So I. Yeah. Let's cut over to Benu and Raheem. Raheem. There we go. My brain is just like burn, burn, burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your brain's like destroy this. You guys better win. Yeah. Like in terms of lines and veils, I'm like I have no intention of describing animal brutality in any way. Yeah. Because that's not something I'm even interested in. But it's one of those things where I'm just like. Just thinking about the idea of people running a fighting ring repulses me. Yeah. But also, it's kind of like, again, this is not an unflawed world. It is something that happens. It is something that is happening. Uh, but I'm sure people will pay for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm my, my entire colleague is heroism, compassion. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you are let into the back entrance. And the area you walk into is sort of like a locker room. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. Um, I'd say it's probably like twelve or so people here. Uh, there's three that are squeaky door. There are three that are waiting and uh, appear prepared. Like wh- whereas the rest of them are sort of just chilling out, or getting changed, or cleaning up. Um, and a couple of them are attending to their familiars. They're actually, you know, cleaning up wounds and um, stitching them up or applying whatever medical treatment they need to. Um, the three on the uh, door are waiting, and they're kind of in the same way that you sort of see boxers um, before a prize fight, kind of just getting themselves psyched up. Um, they're all standing there with their familiars. There's a guy with a... I'm just going to go over the animal suggestions to see if there's anything cool and appropriate, but I don't want to feed anyone's favorite animals into a fighting pit if I can avoid it. Yeah, I don't think a llama or a quokka are going to be appropriate choices um, here. Yes, <laughs> quokka. I mean, it's an oasis. It could be like an alligator. It could be like an alligator, like a small alligator. I mean, a quokka, sure, but like I'm not going to throw him into a fighting pit against <laughs> you guys. So, um... Yeah, I think we we do have uh, predatorial animals here. I think one of them is um, a large wolfkin, um, and it is green. It's just a large green wolf. Uh, We have a... I think one of them um, is... has an eagle with him. And it's radiating a soft light. And you can see, based on your familiarity with Bennu, um, you can probably tell that this uh, entity has some kind of heat-based abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we have a wolfkin, an eaglekin, and the third uh, participant is going to be... It's just going to be... Uh, there's not enough room for it to be an elephant, but an elephant would be cool. 
Maybe in, well, one of the modifiers you can get on your familiar is X. Is they can change their size. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's an it's an it's like a dog sized elephant. <laughs> and yeah, all three of these contestants have like full face masks, so you can tell almost nothing about their identities. Um, and as you're looking around this room you hear over the speaker and now for the main event and so on and so forth uh, as these three throw the doors open and run out into a hall that you can now see goes into the distance. What do you do? Uh, so there was mention of a boss or someone that I need to talk to, right? Uh, yeah, I th- well, I think the, uh, the guy just said, just hurry up, the boss doesn't like it when um, people show up yeah. late. So, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see someone who, like, either someone who's organizing it or just someone who looks like they've been here around enough to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I think probably the ones that look like they've been here long enough to know what's going on is probably one of the people attending to their familiar's injuries. Okay. So, I'm gonna walk up to that person, and as as I do that, Raheem taps the feather that hangs around their neck, and this feather is encased in rock but when they tap it for a second the rock like fades away and it just looks like a normal feather uh and so i'm activating the trophy's ability uh which is for the rest of the scene anyone who can see it cannot lie uh and i'm gonna walk up so uh, what's happening out there right now uh there's a blonde head blue-eyed white lady who is attending uh her polar bear uh she's stitching and she looks over her shoulder briefly, and she looks at you and sees the feather as well, and turns back to her polar bear, and she's like, just, uh, fight, I guess? Do you know who's fighting? These three fighters are, uh, As- Ascoti, Tuva, and Coco. She's like, oh yeah, it's, uh, it's Ascoti, Tuva, and Coco. Uh, you know, there's, like, regulars here, I guess. Okay, and... Three, three people at once is is that normal ah uh, no not not usually it's usually just like a one-on-one sort of thing it's uh considered more sportsmanly but i i guess they have something big for today i don't i don't know a lot i don't they've been talking about a main event for a few weeks now and who, who would know about the main event uh you probably want to talk to charlie if he's uh i'm already gone around <laughs> i'm already gone <laughs> i'm just like asking people like which way to charlie uh uh and and the directions generally are like oh uh head down the corridor and up the stairs on the left don't go out the front doors that'll take you into the arena and just up the stairs to the left and up into the announcer's booth um yeah, so you are heading up there as uh, I think probably the announcement has already happened. Uh, which point we can head uh, switch over to Winnie. The announcement is Asconi, Tuva, and Coco are going to face the formidable beast, the great blah 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 blah. blah. And you get the impression they're talking about a goose, <laughs> but it is a goose with horns and stone beak and you know it looks pretty as as she is lowered into the pit you see a light reflected from the edges of her wings uh, and you notice that she has effectively serrated metal tipped wings uh she is definitely capable of some damage yeah um 
She is she is not defenseless, despite being a goose. So I'm going to I'm going to do my best to like do the thing that people do at concerts where they're like, oh, sorry, hey, I'm trying to get back to my friend up there and like point towards the very front of the crowd and just like try to worm their way like, up. Like, didn't you just arrive? No, 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 my friend, I, I was at the front, honest. I was just going to the bathroom. I... Uh, sure, go ahead and give me a charm roll. Uh, charm pull, I guess. Heck yes, that's a three. Oh, nice. nice. Um, you... Uh, People initially are like, oh, I've been standing in line all day for this spot here. Who do you think you are? And then they see how cute and charming and friendly you are. And they're like, oh, sure, go ahead. <laughs> You're like, of course, your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> definitely look like the type that's here for blood. Yeah, go on, get right up front. You brought a, you brought a Mac, right? Watch <laughs> for the spray. Yeah, so she, she makes her way up towards the mm -hmm. front. And then I don't know if this is too much of a reach so winnie has her trophy and her trophy allows her to speak to spirits mm -hmm. because of the nature of this place would you say if you're closer to the arena that there might be any spirits present that she might be aware of so spirits and is it spirits or veins because i feel like uh, I, I i could be mistaken but i was under the impression that like veins are more like spirits of a place whereas spirits as like ghosts don't really exist it's a spirit i could be mistaken let me double uh, check because i think spirits might be the global term it uses for veins yeah that might be yeah it's a, and veins yeah. tends to be more like again the the spirit of or the essence of a place given yeah. manifest form um, although that said, one of the historical records of the Battle of Laughing Uncle, um, a vein of the land manifested because of all the horror and uh, misery of war and struck Laughing Uncle down. So there absolutely could be uh, a vein here. Um, it's an oasis, so it's it could quite naturally have one. Yeah, so I think that is what it is. It, it's a little... Yes, 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 there we go. I've just found one thing that finally just went veins, in parentheses, spirits. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so, like, is there a vein for this location of, like, all the violence and badness here? Sure. Um, not quite. So, as you get to the front of the, oh, the edge of the arena pit, you see that there is a flow of, uh, there's a river, effectively, running through the center of the pit. And you're not really sure why. Uh, there's nothing to really indicate why they chose to build it there. Um, but you did see that the river flowed out of this building into the lagoon outside. Mm-hmm. And even though you can speak with veins, it's not like having a conversation with a person. Uh, veins are ambiguous and don't communicate in the same way that we do, per se. Um, but as so, what is your what is your, the the trophy itself? Yeah, so the trophy itself is a flower that actually grew from Frith's original burial spot. So you take out the flower and you hold it in front of you. And I guess it sort of works almost like a condenser in that it, you begin to see 
And this isn't something anyone else can see. It's just you can see um, a slow manifestation of energy coalescing from the room and sort of becoming a small ball of light in the flower itself, which you know to mean that there is indeed a a vein in uh, this space, and you now have a line to communicate with. So Winnie is going to bring the flower just upright in front of her lips and just whisper to herself and she's gonna try to like she's like okay you know people are putting bets on this like people hoping for something to go right there are probably a bunch of people muttering to themselves right now just like things like that so she's just kind of hoping that people aren't gonna pay attention and she just says well, also keep in mind, there's a giant blue goose being lowered from the ceiling. So yeah, that's people probably, are pretty distracted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have to worry too much about people being like, hey, where's that chick talking to a flower? They're like, holy crud, look at that bluebird. This is going to be a good one, eh? Oh, we're not monsters at all. Arr. And she says, spirits of this place, whether you enjoy what happens here or not, I beseech you to do anything you can to help us, whether it is calming our enemies, delaying them, or anything more direct. I obviously don't expect you to do anything. It is a plea from a desperate soul. We need to save this blue goose that is being lowered and has basically had its fate sealed or at least tempted here. And she will press her lips to the flower, remove it, um, pull out, reach into a pocket, and she has a stash worth of offerings for a spirit. Mm. And she's going to basically do it like anyone being like, yeah, and throwing like flowers or tomatoes or whatever the heck into the arena. But just like gracefully, just let it go over the ledge and then say this is my offering and this is my plea and then she's gonna put the flower away yeah you hear in your ear child of the land when you will sing i will accept your offering whether that means anything to winnie in the moment i guess we'll find out if she decides that there's a time where she can make use of the spirit she can try to think of a way to do that. Raheem, you are flying up the stairs and you get to the top and there is a door and it is definitely locked. Uh, I assume uh, Benu has come with you. Yeah, Benu's been following me. Yeah. <laughs> is she flying or is she walking? She is strutting up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she definitely makes much slower time than you, but you... Uh, get to the top shortly after the announcement has been made and you can hear cheering and thudding and like rhythmic claps as people are gearing up to whatever's uh, happening and I think the announcer is in the middle of laying out the rules. What do you do? Uh, so this is the announcer booth that's in front of me? You don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna knock. I'm here for... Okay, cool. I just wanna... Yeah. You get to the stairs and there is a door. I'm here for Charles. I'm knocking on the door. Uh, you knock on the door and there is no response. You try the handle and it appears to be locked. I turn to Benu. Uh, 
<laughs> she eventually, like moments later, she joins you uh, at the bottom of the stairs. And she just gives up and flies. Yeah. <laughs> the extra. She's like, forget this. Uh, she joins you. What does she do? Hmm. I'm trying to think real quick. Uh, uh, let me take a look at something. Uh, once per session, they can burn or melt one item. Uh, no larger than themselves. I want uh, Ben to just burn the lock off the door. Okay. Yeah. I can. So there's no roll that just happens? Yeah. It's just a once per session. I can burn anything uh, with a... Uh, with a fiery blast, if it's attached over flaming flammable objects, they may also catch on fire. Unless the familiar makes a successful agility check. Uh, I think that Bennu does this by... Uh, she lowers her head and her beaks uh, moves up towards the lock and then she begins to whisper. Yeah. And there's no visible effect here and you can't discern words but it's not the sound a bird would make in any way, shape, or form. It's almost like she's just breathing, but yeah. somehow there's a tongue in there going, <laughs> and she's almost willing and willing the material to ignite. And that's mm-hmm. literally what happens. You just watch yeah. molten metal pour down the door. And I also want to add that like the fire resides mostly in her feet. So we see like swirls around her feet as she's channeling it like it doesn't channel like swirl up it just flares up stronger down there mm-hmm. all right uh yeah the molten metal also causes the door to begin to so uh, singe and burn in places uh but it's probably possible to open it now <laughs> yeah uh i'm just gonna push it open you push it open and yeah you f- like you push it open is it is it a gentle push open creep into the room or is it a loud band swinging it? It's it's in the middle. It's like I am pushing this over, I'm not slamming it into the other side of the wall, but I'm pushing it over decisively. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you decisively swing open the door, and mid announcement, the announcer is like uh, turns around. And, hey, what the hell? Are you how the hell did you get in here? The door was open. And. Uh, when he, he you you hear that over the announcement, and then you hear a as the uh, intercom cuts off, uh, cut back to Raheem, and you're looking at a five seven um, bald tattoo running down one side of his head, uh, fairly beefy looking guy. He struts up to you and in quite an intimidating fashion and it's just like what are you doing here the door was open contestants are supposed to be downstairs wait your turn i have a question where did you find where did you find the goose don't know what you're talking about but this like i'm imagining the announcer box has like a window clearly seeing the the ring right the 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 cage just lowering past raheem glares at giant blue goose and back at the bouncer if you were supposed to be here you'd know well you have five four oh oh you three. want to intimidate me that is i'm gonna ask one more time where did you find it he's he's he, he's just, he i've stopped yeah he has so yeah. like um as you uh are is that how you respond? Oh, you're trying to intimidate me? Yeah, it'd be like one last time. A shadow falls over you. 
Oh. From the right hand side of the room. Everyone has familiars, my guy. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. His is a silverback. Okay. Um, so a shadow oh, falls no. over you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a shadow falls over you from the right side as he says three, and you turn to look, and the gorilla has three fingers up, and he goes two, and then the gorilla has two fingers up. Benu steps forward, like, very defensively and very proud, I imagine. I don't want to do this, but you, I need an answer to the question. Roll a charm. Ooh, boy. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, not, not roll, but pull a charm. Pull yeah. a charm. Uh, so, would you consider this a time Unless of you can... great stress? Uh, would you consider it a time of great stress? Yeah. Uh, so, I get plus one, uh... To that, so that makes my charm a six. Uh, oh, hey, it's a five. Nice. He has one finger up, and he's just like, you say, I don't want to do this, but I need an answer. And he stops, and he looks at you and says, we pay the hunters. Normally we have volunteers. Sometimes we need something special. Are you going to leave, or am I going to make you? We cut over to winning. The cage is still lowering into the pit. You have just spoken with a spirit. You also did just hear the intercoms connect, dis- uh, cut out. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Uh, Winnie hears the door and, or hears like the intercom stuff and hears all that and is like, whoops, uh, sorry, bathroom again, uh, and, <laughs> and just starts running towards the back mm-hmm. to get up there. Problem with that would be that the corridor that Rahim entered is from the entrant entrance. Oh no! Which so the only way into that tunnel because if you recall, he was like, "Don't go through the doors at the end; that goes into the pit." So you would have to go into the pit through those doors and up the stairs. Okay, that's the only entrance into the um. Yeah, so when it, so what Winnie actually does then is she turns around, she goes, Oh sorry, bath room and is like looking up, trying to find like a windowed room and is like, Oh man, it's not on this side, looks on the other side of the pit and is like shoot. And is just like, Alright, um and just jumps over the edge of the pit <laughs> into the pit. Uh that's definitely gotta be an agility, right? <laughs> yeah. Believe in you. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You have <laughs> uh, my agility is seven, so let's see. See, I don't feel I like I'm not adding a modifier because I don't feel like seven foot's that hard, but it's not an easy jump. Heck yes, I grabbed a two. So Ooh. what does that look like? When what does that resounding success look like? So she she's gonna jump over the edge, do a superhero landing. You you land in front of um you, you jump over the edge and land in front of Ascani, Tuva, and Coco as they are pompously parading around the inside of the ring and trying to psych up the crowd and show off how beefy and cool they are. And they look at you confused. <laughs> she <laughs> She turns to all of them, just goes Familiar fighting's for losers, and runs to the <laughs> doors <laughs> at the other end. Uh, hmm. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. Are they going to some? I, I think Coco, the one with the wolfkin, starts pursuing you. 
yeah, that's fine. I'm just gonna run. I'm just running. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the other two do not. They just look confused at each other. Like, what? Like, Why did that just happen? No, it's not. We're <laughs> super cool. Uh, yeah. So I think, shoot. Um, you you do at least have a guide, so you know where you're going because you have your mobile device. Um, so you don't need to like make a workout how the heck to get where you're going because there's only two doors. There's one at the other end, and there's one on the right for you uh because you're coming from the other direction so yeah you you run down the corridor or run to the right and you start running upstairs uh as you start running up the stairs raheem <laughs> raheem sighs and goes this this right here it can't go on this is not what it can't be stopped and why is that i don't want it to well then and what i say goes and you remember he's looking at your feathers so he can't lie <laughs> yeah well Sounds like you're the problem here. Being with familiars, it's about mutual respect, compassion, understanding. This is not... And they choose to fight here. And what about... They choose to win. And the goose. And sometimes bigger challenges are needed. The ones you forcefully drag across the country. I just pay the hunters. You give them a reason to be paid to do what they do. Everybody needs paying, kid. Doesn't matter that you're 40 years old. <laughs> cry is what makes the world go round. You know, you seem so interested in seeing these fights and the powers of a real challenger. I'm mostly interested in you leaving, and he's just gonna snap his fingers. In fact, he doesn't even need to. His gorilla's just gonna act because they're f he's a familiar, and his gorilla is just going to... Uh, I think he's probably gonna... He probably lunges for you, but Benu is absolutely in the way. Yeah, Benu um, absolutely like steps forward, and I think like what the, what the start of this looks like is Benu extends both wings out and activates their full glow uh, mm -hmm. to just like a blinding light for a second. And I guess we 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 do yep. a, a combat. <laughs> we 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 do, we, do, we do a fight now. Yeah, initiative is basically who has the higher agility. Between the familiars or the... Uh, it's the familiars, yeah. Alright, so seven. So, uh, my agility is a jack. Okay, so you're going... Uh, uh, first, which... I would assume. <laughs> yeah, so the way that works I, is... I think it's the one with the lower agility... Yeah, exactly. So the one with the lower agility declares whether or not they're playing a move. Um, so, first, combat. Um, everybody deal themselves five cards from their deck. Okay. Um, so five, and then in the player... Just make sure you select yourself. Oh, five cards. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then, yeah, you can just choose. Um, and it's contested skills, I guess. Yes. Uh, it's, well, so it's not, it's basically just, I believe it's whoever plays the highest card does one damage every yeah, round. Yeah, but you can choose uh, to use a skill. Yes. So I get to choose uh, beforehand. A, yeah. So you choose beforehand if you've got a skill to play before. And then a skill to play afterwards. So, for example, uh, bash. Yeah, oops. which is what I'm considering using. Uh, powers. Bash, bash is a before. Bash. Yeah, that's what I thought. And bleed is after. Right? Yes. Uh, and if if they don't have either, they can be used whenever. And then I assume if you're playing extra cards, it's like the combo, uh, the combined cost. Doesn't the, the explain that, but I assume those... that. Yeah. Uh, Okay. All right. Yeah. So, are you going to declare you're using? Uh, well, 
What does it look like? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I still go first, but yeah, you're deciding whether or not you're going to use bash. I guess it's... that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna use bash two. Uh, are you? Gonna... Uh, is that you? So just to be clear, if you use bash two, uh-huh. bash three still gets spent. Oh, okay. So the the top t- you could you could use bash two twice and bash one once, or you could use bash three, bash two, bash. Oh, one. do I have to use them in order? Uh, well, no. It's like if you use bash one now, yeah, it still spends bash three. I see. I so see. you could use bash one three times, or you Got could it. use bash. Oh, okay, yeah, so if I so, want to use use off the bat, I have so to. So if you use... want to use bash three, you have to use it first. Okay, uh, because uh, it's let's, gone let's afterwards. Let's um, do bash three then. Uh, does dragging a card automatically have it upside down? Perfect. Okay. So yeah, I, I set it that way to begin with. Um, so bash three means you play three extra cards, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am going to play. Oh, make sure you keep yours on the same line so we don't get. Yeah, like... they're they're hard to drag. It's all right. It's okay, cool. those uh, are my four up there. And I am going to play bash two. Okay, so reveal. Yeah, I think you got. A lot higher cards. Oh no! So, um, the gorilla reaches out with a fist and grabs Benu by her long neck and throws her through the window out into the arena, mm-hmm. and then charges down afterwards. All right. Um. So I take one damage. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Unless you're doing anything. No, no, no. Like that's that's, that's all I got. All right. Um. He's put himself a. a Actually, you know what? Uh, yeah, so he throws Benu out through the window, and then as he leaps out of the window afterwards, he swings onto the cage mm-hmm. that um, the uh, creature in. So he's still able to effectively reach Benu. Yeah. Um, um, and also come back into this room if he needs to, because the cage has stopped lowering yeah. because it's not being controlled by the announcer anymore. And um, Benu like, flies out of the window and screeches, and I think uh, he's going to like flare her wings, and dive back in at the gorilla. Oh, uh, sorry. When it's 1v1, we don't take turns. Oh. That, so that's both of our turn. Yeah, no. Um, so the, the, I got you. Uh, get... So before we do that, though, I'm going to... The, the I... turn, I'm going to move on to uh, what Winnie is that's doing. Fair. Yeah. Because, yeah, so under normal circumstances, it's basically... 1v1 is just draw, draw, yeah, draw, that's what, draw. That's exactly. Um, which is cool, because that means it can go quite quickly. Um... Winnie, what is Winnie doing? You're charging up the stairs and you're being pursued by a wolfkin uh, snapping at your heels. Uh, so they're just going to... Because the door is still open. At the top of the stairs, yes. Yeah. So they're just going... To, she's just going to run in. And as she's running... Benu goes through the window. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. She and Frith immediately start singing in harmony the song of, Re- of peace. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, but they're going to just run into the room, and as soon as they can, try to like dive bomb the microphone, and both be singing a harmony of the song of peace into it. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Give me, because I think to get to the mic, you're gonna need to do like you personally, not Frith are going to need to do something to get past Charlie. Um, so give me 
a might, but I will say you get a plus two because he is not anticipating a girl, uh, sorry, a woman with a black and white tegu on her shoulder to come barging past him to try and reach the microphone so that she can perform. <laughs> he just hears a voice singing, suddenly getting louder and louder. <laughs> Uh, do I do that from my five, or do I do that just from a check? No, 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 from your uh, deck. Uh, so, what's your standard charm? No, not your charm, sorry, your... Um, yeah, my might's, might. my might's typically a seven, so it's a nine, and that's an eight. Awesome, nice. Yeah, so you uh, charge past both Charlie and Raheem. Uh, Raheem, what's your response to this? Uh, too busy focused on Bennu. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That that's that's completely fair. Uh, you run past and you slam. You you just run past. You get to the uh, controller and there's just a big red button. You slam it with your fist and you you start synchronizing with um, Frith. Uh, what is the standard effect of? The standard effect of Song of Peace is once a day, your familiar can sing, chirp, or hum a signature song that puts people at ease. People who hear the song cannot enter combat, even if they're hostile to each other. But the song mm -hmm. cannot end combat that's already started. Citizens yeah, that's fair. who are relaxed or happy might break into song and dance. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, you start singing, and a lot of the... I feel like when you first jumped into the pit, like a lot of people... Because they were all quite calm. Except for like the you know stamping and clapping and stuff, and when you jumped into the pit, that sort of ch some people were cheering, other people were yelling. They were just like something's happening, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then that crowd effect where like oh other people are cheering and they're shouting, so I will too, um, happened. And I think that's suddenly gone from that to people are slowly sitting back and looking around at each other, and uh. As you're singing this song, you begin to hear a sound over the intercom that is neither of you singing, and it sounds like voices. <gasps> and at first you can't tell what uh, is being said, and it just slowly gets louder and louder and clearer and clearer, and it's just... <laughs> the lights begin flickering and wind begin begins to rush around the room and people begin to see things and they're no longer calm even though you're singing a nice calm song people are panicking and fleeing the building um and i think uh the same happens for the uh <laughs> the contestants in the fighting ring um as well as probably uh probably not the wolfkin behind you the wolfkin behind you is probably not necessarily affected directly by the voices because they are not in the visual range of this happening but uh yeah so you have a, a wolfkin guy running up behind you but you see all of the people and those who were posed to fight um the big goose uh flee Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. now, <laughs> uh, now it is Benu and Raheem's turn once more. Uh, the cage goes swinging away from the glass window as the gorilla lands on it, and then begins swinging back towards the announcers' room. Um, 
And like I mentioned, Bennu is like, has been thrown out of this window, but like recollects themselves and goes for like to dive back in. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, give me a second, because I might use while we're here. Uh, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. so I might use, uh, okay, I'll use electric. Uh, so once a day, they can zap a person or animal, and the person must make a mic check. If the person fails, they are stunned and can't move for roughly a minute. Uh, I guess I just draw the same, and then I... Is that an opposed mic check? Or is it just a standard mic check? Uh, no, it's just your like it's just your mic to see if you can withstand being the electricity, basically. Uh, and I assume you're using that on the gorilla? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got bad news. <laughs> the bad yeah. news is the, the gorilla's might is a Q. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So the I think the lightning comes arcing uh down from Bennu and it strikes the cage and then is just grounded and um redistributes itself around it as uh, the gorilla screeches and throws himself off the cage in your direction uh in, in benu's direction to try and grab her feet and bring her to the ground um with him so let's oppose that uh so how are we how do we same just a standard round okay yeah uh, i just considered the lightning thing a free action no so. powers from me uh same all right flip oh uh my only card left was a king nice uh so and i think uh Beru's, Beru's going all out. i'm gonna use bleed free uh okay so this does four damage nice uh so i think benno sees this and benno swirls up uh just high enough so that the gorilla thinks they're gonna grab on and uh as soon as they're above Benu, Benu just like swings down and uh arcs a little bit more electricity and uh fire from them and hit the gorilla straight down into the arena. Okay. Uh as the attack connects, I think we get one of those um those sweet anime movement uh moments where the energy coalesces at the pinpoint of the beak yeah and it just goes, swells up into a ball and then we just get the it's, it's almost i want to say like a, a tri-beam like, because like lightning is coming out from the wings and beak and fire is coming out from the feet i was yeah i was thinking uh so at the moment of impact we just get that thing where it impacts and for a moment nothing happens and then there's just a shock wave as the gorilla is blasted into the ground um and i think that actually takes him out uh that that leaves him on the ground and by extension you see charlie um he reacts as though something's been as, as though something was yanked like if if he was pulled suddenly from the back he obviously it's not like when your familiars get hurt you get hurt but you still feel that connection and he just puts up a hand he's like okay okay it's 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 done with it's over i don't and he looks over at you when he's like i i don't know what the hell you guys are doing here we just came for the leave i will you're here for the the creature out there you can take it. do you know winnie yeah do you know what my name means have i ever told you i don't think i have i don't think so and raheem turns back to 
to the to Charlie Charlie Charles Charles Charlie. Uh, Charlie. It means merciful, and though you have your entire operation deserves none, it's over. It's done. So with. Look, what we do here is legitimate. Mostly, the people they come here, they want to fight. They want to compete. Then have the people fight. I don't know about that, but look, if if you don't come back here, I swear to you, I will stop paying the hunters to come in. You just leave me in my business alone. We can do things our way. It's our our people, our time. But and he's got his hands in the air. I realize you can't see this. Um, he's just like you. Just no one fights here against their will. You have my word. Look, it's barbaric. I get it, but people are barbaric. We either let them take it out on each other here, or they take it out on whoever they want, whenever they want. You know, I'm almost sad for you. You view the world so, so cynically. Perhaps instead of enabling the way things are, you could envision a world where this wasn't the truth, where compassion won out over hate and anger. You could be part of the solution instead of putting a bandage over the problem. That's a choice you're making. So give us whatever excuses you feel like giving. But this is your decision to make for your own selfish reasons. He wanders over to the control panel and uh, slowly puts his hand on the lever and is just like, I'm just letting her go. And she's <laughs> just like, I'm not doing anything malicious here. And he, he lowers the cage and he opens it. And dubiously, uh, the creature that you've all been fighting for... Uh, Hecate slowly trepidatiously just steps out of the cage and looks around and then she reaches up to the ceiling and trills a cry of freedom uh, and what's the post credit scene for your character look like? Rahim, uh, back with uh, Winnie, I think we've we've gone back, we've like delivered the news that we've dealt with Hecate and that uh, given the horn back and Rahim turns to Winnie and goes, you know, uh, I wasn't just saying what I said back there to say it. I, I do mean it. You're, you're a good person, Winnie, and I would like to be able to keep traveling with you. She gets a really just big, bright smile and just goes, can I, can I give you a hug? Uh, <coughs> uh, uh, yeah, sure. And just throws her arms around them. And they uh, they smile. Um, so I think Winnie's epilogue is... I mean, I think we can assume that, like, it's fine. We go back to the village, get the horn. Also, I find another bike, and I gift it to my good friend. And literally i just i want my last image of at least for me focused in the game is the four of us us two driving and our familiars in our sidecars just going off into the sunset on some motorbikes and then the the post credit credit scene is just hecate flying through the air and going You've been listening to Voices at Play, building a table for everyone. Join us next week for a completely different group of players and a completely new story. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. 
Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work. So if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.